the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock and we're underway on AM 1420. The answer on a Monday. It's the 30th morning of the eighth month of the year of our Lord 2021. And it's the day that the president of the United States, Joseph R. Biden, abandons Americans behind enemy lines. The last flights, according to reports, the last flights out of Kabul with American citizens will depart today, and there will be at least hundreds, some say more, Americans left behind because tomorrow's arbitrary deadline will come with consequences, according to the Taliban, if Joe Biden violates that deadline. So today will be the last chance for Americans hiding in Afghanistan from bloodthirsty, savage terrorists, the last chance for them to get out before Lord only knows what their fate holds for them beginning tomorrow, the day of the actual deadline. I hate to be so grim as we start the broadcast this morning, but this is where we are. We've been counting down to this day. The uh, Pentagon chief, the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, was counting down to this day, talked about when the clock runs out. Joe Biden has been counting down to this day. Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, has been counting down to this day. Talking about August 31st, August 31st, the deadline, the deadline, the deadline, which turned into a red line, red line, red line. One that if the U.S. crosses the Taliban, the terror organization, which has overrun the nation of Afghanistan, running their defense forces and their government off, The Taliban will impose consequences if the red line is violated. It's just the fact of the matter. Coming up on the program, we're going to discuss this red line and American troops left behind with Jim Jordan. Congressman Jordan will join us at 948, as he does each and every Monday. 
at 10.35, we're going to talk to U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Moreno and former U.N. Ambassador Rick Grinnell. Together, you're probably wondering, what do these two have to do with one another? What does Rick Grinnell have to do with Bernie Moreno, who's running for Senate in a crowded GOP primary field? And the answer is, Rick Grinnell is in Ohio endorsing Bernie Moreno for Senate. So there's a lot of high-profile endorsements that have been made. Rand Paul is endorsing Mike Gibbons. Uh, We know that, uh, like I said, Rick Grinnell is endorsing uh, Bernie Moreno. Uh, Jim Banks is endorsing J.D. Vance. There's a lot of big, high-profile conservative voices out there that are picking sides in this Senate Senate fight. We're going to talk about the Senate race, obviously, when we talk to Rick Grinnell and Bernie Moreno at 1035, but we are going to talk also about Afghanistan, national security, and matters that are of the utmost importance to all of us. So those are your guests today. Jim Jordan at 930, or 948, rather. Bernie Moreno and Rick Grinnell together at 1035. And in between those interviews, before those interviews and following those interviews, I will take your calls. 216-901-0945, Now, before we do anything else, before we get to the important top stories of the day, let's pause for our Pledge of Allegiance. Patriots, please stand. In fact, no, have a seat. Take that back. Have a seat. Patriots, have a seat just for real quick. I'll give you I'll give this maybe two two minutes tops. It it seems like almost every other day ish, we have another story like this. Another story of a woke lib in a position of authority attacking uh the Pledge of Allegiance, attacking our flag. And it's just become the vogue thing to do, the in vogue thing to do for American leftists. This story comes out of a school district in Guess. Yeah, I'll give you one guess, and the other uh, the other ones don't count. It's, of course, California. A school district in California is investigating a teacher who posted a video of herself urging her students to say the Pledge of Allegiance to a gay pride flag she had hanging in her classroom. She literally mocked the American flag and the American Pledge of Allegiance and told her students that she, uh, they should play, say the Pledge of Allegiance to the pride flag instead. Okay, so during third period, we have announcements, and they do the Pledge of Allegiance. I always tell my class, stand if you feel like it, don't stand if you feel like it, say the words if you want, don't have to say the words. So my class decided to stand but not say the words. Totally fine. Except for the fact that my room does not have a flag. It used to be there. But I took it down during COVID because it made me uncomfortable. And uh- You didn't hear her bizarre little whisper. And by the way, you need to see this cornflake. She is an absolute blithering idiot. And I give her credit. Because if you're going to be an idiot, you might as well go full blithering. She does. And I would just dismiss her as a blithering idiot and laugh my way through the day at her insanity if she wasn't in charge of children, which she is. But if you didn't hear her whisper, she said she took down the flag during COVID for whatever reason. I don't know. But, you know, in, in what, what, meaning what the flag has to do with COVID, I don't know. But she said she took the flag down during COVID and then she whispered, because it made me uncomfortable. The flag makes her uncomfortable for some reason or another. But she's telling this weird story in her own TikTok video. She wasn't caught. This is her recording herself about what she did to her fifth grade class. 
She told them to stand, not stand, say the words, don't say the words, whatever you want. She wasn't going to make them do any of it. But they said they wanted to stand and face the flag, even if they didn't want to say the words, but there was no flag. And we'll just pick up her little insanity from there. Um, I packed it away, and I don't know where, and I haven't found it yet. <laughs> but my tip today goes, hey, um, it's kind of weird that we just stand, and then, you know, we say it to nothing. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, i got to find it. Like, I'm working on it. I got you. <laughs> In the mean This blithering idiot is literally editing her video to show herself laughing and then cutting away and then a, she's wagging her finger like, shh, I'm not really going to look for it. And then coming back giggling again. She edited this and posted this because she, she thinks apparently it makes her look cool, fun, uh, whatever. I don't know. She's a California cornflake. I don't know what else to say about her. But again, she's a fifth grade teacher, and here's the money line. Every time I tell this kid, we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to. And he like looks around, and he goes, oh, that one? <laughs> okay, so... And the one that she pointed to in the video as she hysterically giggled herself into a fit was a gay pride flag, which, why, it is hanging in her classroom is a story in and of itself much less telling the students to pledge allegiance to it. The district says the incident is being investigated, but did not not offer any more details. The district also addressed the issue in a Twitter post, saying, a personal post by a teacher about the American flag is causing alarm and concern. Respecting our flag is a value we instill in students and is an expectation of our staff. We will take this matter with extreme seriousness and are investigating and addressing it. So it's because of stories like this that make me that much more determined to start every single day with a a show of our patriotism and our respect for our flag and the great country that it represents. So now, I see why I told you to go ahead and sit back down. I don't want you to be standing during that entire story. But now, please, patriots, stand. Put your hand on your heart. Face your flag if you have one. If you don't, pretend. But don't turn to a rainbow flag and pledge allegiance. Liberals, you can probably go ahead and do just that. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, this is going to be a sudden transition from the lunacy and the insanity of that fifth-grade teacher to the seriousness of a new Gold Star mother who called into a radio program, a satellite radio program, one that I like, by the way, uh, on Friday to announce this. My son was one of the Marines that died yesterday, 20 years and six months old, getting ready to come home from freaking Jordan to be with his wife to watch the birth of his son. And that feckless, dementia-ridden piece of crap just sent my son to die. I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning to Marines at my door telling me my son was dead. So to have her on right before me and listen to that piece of crap Talk about diplomatic crap with freaking Taliban terrorists who just freaking blew up my son and know nothing to not say anything.
And I just want all you Democrats who cheated in the election or who voted for him legitimately, you just killed my son. With a dementia-ridden piece of crap who doesn't even know he's in the White House, he still thinks he's a senator. So... It's uh, hard to know what to say after that. I know for the host it was, too. You just want to bow your head and try to offer support and prayers the very best you can for her and for the rest of her family. That was the mother of U.S. Marine Riley McCollum, who was one of the 13 servicemen and women who were killed in the Kabul suicide bombings at the airport on Thursday. Riley McCollum died in service to this country, and his mother took to a national, in fact, international, since it's satellite radio uh, program, to tell everybody who she holds responsible. The dementia-ridden piece of crap in the White House and those who helped put him there by stealing an election. I don't know what to say to the grieving family members of these 13 heroes. I I don't know what to say to them as their loved ones return to them in caskets draped by that American flag we just set our allegiance to, we pledged our allegiance to. But I fear that whatever it is that we can say to them, we're going to have to repeat to others. Because it's not over by a long shot. We're getting the last few planes out today, we are told. And there are going to be Americans left behind. There are going to be more Americans, whether they be civilians or service members like this with flags over their coffins. They're going to be coming home in coming days and weeks. And Lord only knows where that is going to lead us. Especially given what the mother of Riley McCollum correctly described. Kathy McCollum, 20 years old, her son was, correctly described as a dementia-ridden piece of crap in the White House, who is responsible not for some of this, not for most of this, but for all of this. It's 920. We'll be right back. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. I knew my son was dead. So, to have her on right before me and listen to that piece of crap talk about diplomatic crap with freaking Taliban terrorists who just freaking blew up my son and know nothing, to not say anything about, oh my God, I'm so sorry for the family. So, my son is gone. And I just want all you Democrats who cheated in the election or who voted for him legitimately, you just killed my son. Kathy McCollum said she is not grieving right now. She is not grieving. She is not facing sadness. She is just angry. She said because this did not have to happen. 
She went on to say this was an unnecessary debacle that could have been handled properly. They had months and months to remove everyone from Afghanistan, and they chose not to. And so they send in freaking what? This is a quote. 6,000 troops, and my son, through the law of statistics, my son was one of the ones that just got blown up in a freaking terrorist bomb yesterday. So instead of grieving and crying, I'm just getting mad. And I'm mad along with her. I don't know what to say to grieving families like this or angry families like this, but I am mad along with them. She's right. It did not have to happen this way. Tanya is in Akron. Tanya, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning and go right ahead. Hey, Bob. It's been a while. I haven't listened. I've been I've been listening, but I haven't called in. I, well, I'm glad you I are. Understand and I'm glad you yeah, understand this. I've, I've been telling people for two years to get freaking... Man. I've been telling people that they need to do more than just sit around and do the kumbaya. She's mad at Democrats. I'm mad at independents and Republicans that did absolutely nothing, knowing that this imbecile would be in office. I'm mad that Americans are. You know, last week I heard. You know, I've heard a couple of people crying about how their schools are teaching critical race theory, and oh, they want to go to these great schools. Why don't you take your money and walk away from these schools? Let's stop. We have to defund these people. Take your money out of companies that support all of this other stuff. Find other places to invest. Take your kids out. If you want to put your kids in a, keep them in these schools that are polluting their minds, I hope when you're old you can look at your great-grandchildren and say, this is the company. I wanted my kid to go to a great school, so I ignored everything. It's time to stop freaking ignoring things. It's time to hang up your flag upside down because we're in distress. It's time to talk to your stupid pastors who keep on trying to tell you that it's going to be okay when you get to heaven. We got to live here. It's time to get freaking upset, get mad. I'm not saying punch anybody out, but stop taking the dumb stuff. Go to your school board meetings. Stand up. Be willing to lose something. No one's telling you to lose your son and daughter, but you're going to lose them anyway if you don't open up your freaking mouth and say something. Confront your own damn kids. Tanya, I'm, uh, I'm, tired. I'm glad you came back on. It's been a while. You're right. I'm glad you're still listening. I hope you call more often because you bring a voice that we need to hear. Uh, it's an intelligent voice. It's a passionate voice. Uh, it's a correct voice, and I hope you call back more often. Thank you, dear. Uh, that's Tanya in Akron. She's a good caller, and she's a great American, and she's a great patriot, and I love, I love hearing from her. And she's right, by the way, about the schools, about the way we treat our government. It's time to stop just being sad about everything, and it is time to get mad because anger spurs action. And as she correctly said, that doesn't mean violent action, but it means action nonetheless. And that's exactly what we have to do because sitting around isn't getting it done. Charlie is in Westlake. Hi, Charlie. Go ahead. Hey, Bob, thank you for taking the call. Yes, sir. A couple of days ago, last time I called, I brought up the fact that, you know, Biden's a crook. We always know that he's been on the take for 40 years. Well, I think that's his Achilles heel. You know, his son's laptop, there's the big guys getting the take, getting the payoffs. If we can just put pressure on him through the financial, how do you, like Dennis Prager says, how does a public employee become a billionaire? He, he was always just a public employee, but he's got his brothers are billionaires. How do, how does that happen? It's bribes. That's bribes. And if they can put Jimmy DeMora 
away for life for $25,000 bribe, we can get this guy to, to resign. And I just think we really got to push the money thing. Follow the money. Always follow the money. Well, the thing is, though, and thank you for the call, Charlie. The thing is, guys like this, um, they're insulated. They're insulated much more than a Jimmy DeMora was, even though Jimmy DeMora may have had some ties that covered his tracks for a number of years. Uh, guys like Joe Biden, uh, they're in a different class. Uh, they're, they're, they may be evil. They may be um, corrupt, but they're not dumb. They're not stupid. They know how to cover tracks pretty well. And even when they're drug-addled children like Hunter, the cocaine-abusing, stripper-banging piece of dirt that he is, that we're told is a, is a fine and upstanding model citizen by his dad, Joe Biden, even when he spills the beans on certain things through laptops left behind, corroborated by business partners like Tony Bobolinsky, they still have the media there to cover their tracks for them then as well. Burying the reporting, censoring and suspending the accounts of the news agencies, spiking the stories for them. Think about that. That's what makes it hard to go get them on their corruption. We just have to appeal to the American voters. 9.30, we'll get news now. Come right back. AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 936, we continue on AM 1420. The answer, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, Just a quick break from the Afghanistan discussion to give you some good news. This is actually being reported by uh, uh, perhaps the most dangerous news agency in in the city, in Northeast Ohio right now, WKYC. I call them Woke KYC. The W is for woke. Uh, they've they, they've become just a laughing stock of what they used to be. At least they're on on their line presence. I, I can't speak specifically to their on air presence because I don't watch it. I used to do a commentary on, on WKYC too. I really liked the people there that I used to work with. This has nothing to do with that. This has everything to do with their constant online fear mongering and propaganda spreading. I mean, they are over the top. They are almost. The the media arm of the CDC and Dr. Fauci and uh, you know and Dr. Amy Acton before and and uh, what's his name now uh, the the acting health director uh, whose name escapes me at the moment but but I mean honestly they are just a propaganda machine and I take them to task online all the time. But at any rate, I do follow them online, and that's where I got this story, and I want to share it real quick. It's actually good news. A judge in Butler County has ruled in favor of a woman who sought to force a hospital to administer ivermectin. Ivermectin, of course, is being used in other parts of the world very routinely and very successfully at both preventing as a a prophylactic and at treating COVID-19. 
It, along with hydroxychloroquine, however, it has been banned by the CDC. It has been, you know, hospitals and medical workers have been told it's not safe for humans. And it's so much crap. I know my, I know a, a woman who has been taking hydroxychloroquine for over 20 years for an autoimmune disorder. It is absolutely not harmful to humans. But they're making it sound like, oh, it's going to blow up your heart if you use hydroxychloroquine to try to treat uh, uh, COVID-19. They're doing the same thing with ivermectin. And so a hospital was not going to treat this patient who demanded to be treated with ivermectin because she believed in it. And so she sued. And how about that? Lo and behold, a Butler County judge ruled in favor of the woman saying that, yes, uh, you can be treated with ivermectin. I absolutely love it. Now, to the WKYC part of the story, like I said, I told you who they are and what they are. Here's how they present the story. A Butler County judge ruled in favor of a woman last week who sought to force a hospital to administer ivermectin, an animal dewormer that federal regulators have warned against using in COVID-19 patients to her husband after several weeks in the ICU with the disease. They refer to ivermectin as an animal dewormer. Because ivermectin is a, a, a drug that can be used to stop parasites in farm animals as well. They're making that, I talked about this on Friday with Daniel Horowitz, they're making that out to me, well, then if you take this drug, you're taking an animal drug. As if to say that when your dog is given doses of amoxicillin, which they are, there is canine amoxicillin, that... If you take amoxicillin, if you get prescribed amoxicillin uh, for whatever whatever disease that you may have, uh, that you're taking an animal drug, and that should be disallowed by the CDC. I mean, it's just so stupid that different drugs can be used for different things and different reasons in different people, and yes, sometimes even in animals as well. It is just about the most ridiculous thing ever this slander and this this uh this libel against uh against a drug that has been has been used in humans for years and years and years in other parts of the world apparently africans aren't considered to be human beings they're like farm animals because the cdc said you only use ivermectin if you're a farm animal and africans by the hundreds of thousands have used ivermectin to uh be, treat, be treated for a number of things including river blindness but apparently Africans aren't humans. They're like farm animals, according to the way the CDC has slandered the users and the makers, manufacturers of this drug. It is a huge, important tool in fighting COVID-19 as well. And it's being censored, banned, blocked, or whatever. Why? And if you really need to ask why, then you just haven't been paying attention. But there is a motive for, for pushing the vaccine and, in fact, forcing, mandating the vaccine to be put into every man, woman, and child, honestly, even if they are completely immune from the virus because they have natural antibodies which, uh, which have provided them with inoculation. It is not about being inoculated. It is about getting this drug pumped into you in some form or another. And what that reason is is something I won't speculate about on the air, but it is not about health. That I can assure you. All right, let's go to Cynthia, who's calling us from Middlefield. Hi, Cynthia, you're on the air. Go ahead. Cynthia, are you there? 
All right, I don't see Cynthia anymore. I do see uh, Brian in Rocky River. Brian, you are on AM 1420. The answer. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, God bless uh, you and your crew. <laughs> and thank you. Uh, hey, I'll keep it short. There's a thousand things to say, but uh, is it possible to get Anthony? I even have to, don't want to say his last name, Anthony Gonzalez on the air and have him explain what the heck's going on. Uh, what's about, going on about uh, what, what's going the on? The security what? of I, I apologize. The security in Afghanistan, and you know, put into the to the task of him explaining, you know, what why, uh, you know, the what's happening over. Well, he's got intel. He's got to have something. Uh, well, I mean, every member of Congress is briefed on on things having to do with national security or other interests. Uh, so certainly everybody's going to have kind of the same information, except for those who are more uh, devoted to it and who actually dive into it more directly and actually, you know, probe. Uh, but no, Anthony Gonzalez isn't coming back on this radio program or probably, <laughs> probably any other after I... Uh, after he came on I, the air, well, you know, I get look. I, hey, I, I, I gave him a fair chance when he came on the I air the day you. after um, he voted to yeah, um, he impeach did. Donald he Trump. Come on the air, yes. I, 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 I gave him every chance to explain himself. You know, see, you said this. Tell me what that yeah. meant. You said this. You said uh, Donald Trump uh, committed this crime or that crime. Can you give me an example of that? Give me specific. You know, uh, and I gave him an opportunity to defend his vote, and he could not do it. And it, I think it, it probably led to the beginning to the end of his career as a politician. I believe which he was a scared patsy. I believe he was a scared patsy in that capital. Nobody was got killed or ran over. Only who we know, and he just got scared. Hate to say that, but. Well, there, you know, he joined nine other Republicans. Thank you for the call, Brian. He joined nine other Republicans in voting with all of the Democrats who wanted another bite at the impeachment apple. I mean, this was pure politics from the beginning, and he willingly became a part of it. I'm not going to defend him or excuse him by saying he was a patsy. He knew what he was doing. He knew why the Democrats were doing it and what he was signing up for, and he made that decision himself. And I will I will not forgive him for it. And like I said, I kind of made that my mission after he could not defend uh, his vote uh, to me. Uh, on on a, a long ranging or a wide ranging long interview on this program, I said that I'm going to make it my mission to get somebody else in Ohio 16 seat. And uh, there's a couple of good candidates to do it. Jonah Schultz and Max Miller, a couple of good candidates. Max Miller is the uh, Trump endorsed candidate. Jonah Schultz is a favorite of a lot of conservatives in Ohio. And as long as one of them is in the seat and not Anthony Gonzalez, I will be very very satisfied. All right, it's 9:44. Speaking of Congress, hold the phone. Let's uh, take a time out here so we can clear the decks for Jim Jordan. He'll be joining us next day in 14:20. The answer. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, 948. Let's uh, welcome Jim Jordan to the program. Congressman Jim Jordan. Actually, I'm hoping he's there. I'm looking for his name, and I don't see it on my screen. Congressman Jordan, are you there? All right, he is good. Congressman Jordan. I'm here. Hey, Bob. All right, thank you. How you doing, sir? Uh, doing all right. Doing all right. Um, trying to make a lot of sense of what's going on right now, and it's very, very hard to do. I'm, I'm trying to yeah, reconcile myself with the fact that, Congressman, after today's last flights leave uh, Afghanistan, there are going to be at the minimum hundreds, and some say still thousands of Americans, who are going to be left behind. 
Uh, a military and a nation that has prided itself on no man left behind is about to leave many, many of them behind. And Lord only knows what's going to happen when the last remaining American troop is withdrawn and these individuals are stuck there behind Taliban lines by themselves. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's truly unbelievable. Um, the idea that our great country is, is this is the situation. Uh, I mean, if anyone who watched, uh, Bob, that, that press event last week, and saw um, the president, President Biden. I, I mean, it's like the, the, the individual, he's just not up to the job. And uh, it's embarrassing. It is, it is frightening. It is scary. But as I said last week, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be surprising because, you know, tell me one thing they've done right. And, you know, um, at a time when we lost these, these 12 individuals, one from the 4th District of Ohio, uh, these amazing individuals, and, and then to, to see that now they're going to leave Americans there, it, it sure seems that way. Um, is is I mean, I just I'm like you. I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah, thirteen lost their lives in total. Eleven Marines, the Navy corpsman Maxton Soviak from Berlin Heights uh, here in Ohio, yep. and uh, and a Staff Sergeant Soldier uh, Ryan Knaus of uh, Corrington, Tennessee. So thirteen in total. Not to mention all of the wounded. Not to mention all of the Afghans. Many of them are partners and allies who assisted American service personnel and civilians and diplomats while they served and worked in Afghanistan. They are all now going to be left to the Taliban. And what we are being told by Secretary of State Tony Blinken is. Don't worry. After we ad, uh, adhere to the Taliban's red line and get out by tomorrow, we will ask the Taliban permission. He's saying this out loud. We will ask the Taliban for permission to help continue the evacuation of Americans after the deadline, and we trust that they will give them a safe passage. Congressman, we are. Yeah, I told you this last week. We're just, you know, we're yeah. just uh, eleven now, now, twelve days away from the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven, and we're asking the Taliban who brought us nine eleven for permission to have Americans be let set free. <laughs> yeah, because because you know you can always trust terrorists. I mean, it's like what? what, right? what it's like this is crazy. Uh, uh, the fact that that you know it's been reported that we gave names of Americans to Talibans and to Afghans who helped us. I mean. It's like not it, just reported. It, I, the I, president I, didn't deny yeah. it when asked. The I president did not deny it. That answer he gave sure makes you think that that is exactly what happened. Uh, again, part of that uh, amazing and ridiculous, uh, crazy press event, a press conference he had uh, last week. Yeah, it is. It, but, but you know, look I, I, again. I said that I think we may, may have talked about this last week. The same people, the exact same people who ran foreign policy in the Obama Biden administration are running foreign policy now. I mean, I had a conversation with with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and I and, and I said, Mike, did you have the same reaction? I, I was watching the news a week ago, and I saw Wendy Sherman come on TV and start. And I'm thinking, Wendy Sherman, Tony Blinken, Bill Burns, Susan Rice, Jake Sullivan. It's the same crowd who gave us the Libya policy, which led to the four Americans who lost their lives in Benghazi back on September 11, 2012. It's the same group of people making the same crazy kind of decisions that they did then, uh, they're, they're doing now. And so, again, it shouldn't surprise us, but it still it does because it's just so ridiculous, so, um, so wrong. How concerned are you, Congressman Jordan, and how concerned should the Congress be with the number of unvetted Afghans that are being brought to the United States, including here to Northeast Ohio. 
Um, now, I want to be very clear about this. I'm not suggesting that every Afghan is a terrorist. I am suggesting that if we don't vet them, there are going to be many Afghans who are Taliban or Taliban supporters yeah. who are terrorists, and we don't know who they are. Uh, and we are literally getting warnings, um, you know, from uh, uh, even CNN reported this. CNN, which carries the water for the Democrats mm-hmm. and for the Biden administration, did a story on this and admitted that Biden's agencies are bringing Afghans, quote, with no documents whatsoever. In other words, yeah. no idea as to their identities or who they are, whether they worked with us, for us, or supported us, or whether they're on the other side. And they are here. Yeah, not properly vetted. And we have a border that's wide open. So not properly vetted. And, and where, where last month, just, just so they're coming here, not properly vetted. And then what, what other kind of people uh, that, that, that want to do our country harm are going to come in into our, through our you know, former southern border. Uh, we don't have one now. Where, where last month, 212,000 illegals came across. So that's the situation. And then when you add to it the fact that what are people now saying in, 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 in Beijing and, and China, what are, what are people now that, that advise Putin? What are they saying there? What are they thinking about doing when they see the weakness projected from the Oval Office here in the United States? That is a dangerous mix um, uh, for, for the security of our country, for the security of, of, of the American citizens. So um, I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm extremely nervous about this. Um, but what can again, we do? What can we do from from you know from the the legislative side? Since you're there and I'm not, um, you know, again, you just mentioned the two hundred twelve thousand. Uh, the, yeah. the cap they say the cap on the number of Afghans they're going to bring here is fifty thousand. But AOC is trying to lobby the Biden administration at jacking that up to two hundred thousand unvetted Afghans being brought into the American population spread throughout the world or throughout the country uh, from one city to another border to border and coast to coast what can Congress do if anything after they're here well, we could, to figure out who they are and again whether or not they pose a threat to the American people we, we can we can do what we always do in the, on the legislative branch we can we can we can talk about this we can demand that there be asked for and demand that there be hearings investigations. But again, the, the Democrats run everything. Do you really think they're going to check all this out? They're not going to do it. So we're 14 months away from the next election. We're going to have to win the election so we can do the investigation and, and, and have a chance to do something about this. But you would think at some point, maybe some Democrat, I've yet to see it, but maybe some Democrats will step forward and say, enough of this. This what's happened on our southern border has to be intentional, has to be deliberate, because each month it gets worse. So it has to be intentional and deliberate. And now what they're, what they're adding to that, that, that dangerous situation on our southern border by now bringing folks here who haven't been properly vetted. Um, but, but again, it's going to require Democrats to step forward and actually do what's best for the country and not just protect the Biden administration. You know, you look to 14 months from now, um, and it seems like a long time away, and it especially seems like a long time away when I don't know what's going to happen when it gets here. And what I mean by that is, in the midst of the chaos last week um, surrounding Afghanistan and the death of Americans and the abandonment of other Americans, your house, Nancy's house, but the one you work in, quietly passed the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Nobody talked about it. Nobody reported on it. It was very, very low-key. The John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, passed by a party-line vote, so I know you opposed it, 
Um, but it is it is not much better than, and it may be worse in some aspects than the For the People Act that the Republicans yep. already blocked, which would override all mm-hmm. of the you know hundreds of state laws that are being passed now uh, governing elections to you know to bring legitimacy back to the vote. This is a very dangerous yeah. thing, and if this thing goes through the Senate now that it's gone through your House, um, fourteen months isn't going to matter, is it? No, no. I mean, look, this is. I don't think it's going to get through the Senate, but you're right. It passed the House, and this thing is terrible. It basically puts the federal government in charge of election law. And says any state who wants to make any change to an election law, you got to come ask us permission. You got to get preclearance from the Merrick Garland, uh, the Biden Justice Department, and, and they even said this. So. If you want to go back, if you want to go back to the law that it was one year ago before the virus, many states changed their election laws as using, using COVID as the pretext for doing so. If you want to go back to where you were, which was fine, which had no civil rights concerns, was, was fine. No, no one was, it, it was a fine election law, okay by everyone. If you want to go back to that, they're not going to let you. You got to come talk to the Attorney General of the United States just to go back to where you were one year ago. That's how much federal control they want of the election process. Because I think they understand what's coming, Bob. I think they understand that if it's a if it's an election under 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 rules that make sense, where you actually have to show a photo ID uh, and, and you have to do a signature match like we do here in Ohio under rules that make sense, they know they're in big trouble in light of all the crazy things they've done in this administration. And so they're trying to change things, uh, but let's hope it, it let's hope it doesn't doesn't get through in the Senate. Well, you know what? Let me uh, let me circle back to the beginning here. I sound like Jen Psaki. Let me circle back to the beginning of our conversation, which was, of course, mm-hmm. about um, uh, the dead Marines and uh, and Army and Navy uh, corpsmen, um, because there is a mom of twenty uh, year old Riley McCollum, a U.S. Yep. Marine who was killed. Yep. One of the one of the eleven Marines who was killed in that Kabul suicide bombing, who called into a national radio show on uh, satellite, and. Um, She's not grieving. She's not sad. She's angry, and rightfully so. Yeah, I want you to I listen to that. who she's angry yeah. with here and get your response Old, to this. Getting ready to come home from freaking Jordan to be with his wife to watch the birth of his son. And that feckless, dementia-ridden piece of crap just sent my son to die. I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning to Marines at my door telling me my son was dead. So, to have her on right before me and listen to that piece of crap, talk about diplomatic crap with freaking Taliban terrorists who just freaking blew up my son and know nothing, to not say anything about, oh my God, I'm so sorry for the families. So, my son is gone, and I just want all you Democrats who cheated in the election or who voted for him legitimately, you just killed my son. That's the reason I wanted you to hear that, Congressman Jordan. It ties to the two top stories here together as we're talking mm-hmm. about the death mm-hmm. of these uh, these American heroes and then stolen elections, which are responsible. You know, we've long heard since Barack Obama coined the phrase elections have consequences to justify some of the ridiculous things that he did. Um, now they have consequences that resulted in the loss of American lives directly because of the butchering of the foreign policy that 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 uh, directed the withdrawal of, of the troops in this manner. Uh, yeah. how, do, how do you how do you how do you speak to a, a Boy, so mother tough. like Kathy McCollum? Yeah, our prayers are with every family. I mean, that is so tough to listen to that mom. And you know, you you just you you hope no parent ever has to go through it. But obviously, she's had to, and it is it is. It is tough. But th- th- again, I come back to this administration 
I said this at a speech just this weekend. I was I was talking to a group, and I said, you know, think about all the, how bad this administration is. When, when you defund the police, should you be surprised when crime goes up? When when you when you pay people not to work, should you be surprised when you can't find find uh, workers? When, when you when you tell people they can't be evicted, you shouldn't be surprised when they don't pay their rent. When you double government spending, you shouldn't be surprised when you get inflation. When you project weakness from the Oval Office, you shouldn't be surprised when bad guys do bad things around this planet, like we saw the terrible things that were done to these. These these Marines and, and, and medics um, and when and when fifteen about think and when fifteen days of slow the spread turns into two years of attacks on our liberty you shouldn't be surprised when Americans begin to lose faith in their institutions and in and, and the government all because of left wing crazy ideas and that's that's really what's happened to our country and it's manifest most by this this terrible tragedy that happened to these these young brave uh, service members um, and you feel for this mom but it's it's why. It's why left-wing policies and left-wing decisions, it's why it's so bad and why we have to change it at the next election and do everything we can between now and then to slow it all down. Congressman Jim Jordan, America, or America, uh, Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative, Ranking Member of the House Judiciary Committee. Congressman, thank you for the time, and uh, please uh, keep up the good work and, and figure out what we can do to try to stem the tide of this insanity, particularly as it pertains uh, to, what, 50 to, to 200. We don't know what the number is going to be, 100,000 unvetted Afghans who may be here on behalf of the Taliban. Please uh, do what you can mm-hmm. to, uh, to help us uh, uncover all of that. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. All right. It's hard. I understand. That's a tough question to ask of any member of Congress, particularly when you're a member of the minority. The majority party holds all the keys. They, they, they're running the show, and they're the ones who are letting all these people in. What's a Republican congressman able to do? It's very, very limited. That's why we have to make sure that our election integrity is restored. We'll be back after the news. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 